My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you are now the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. My opinion, Patrick Williams had a phenomenal rookie season. I feel like on the defensive end, he, he played he played well. He guarded the team's best player. Yes, sir. You know the vibes, baby. It is your boy Pride. One mic is gone. Enter another mic. It's Mike Hughes this time. He's going to be joining me today on this episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. Mike, how you feeling, bro? I'm doing good, man. We're just chilling. Super Bowl week. Getting ready for that. Everything transpiring. It's, it's pretty great, bro. It's something special if you would ask me, but it's it's great. Ah, I love it here, man. I love it. I'm, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I always call myself petty. There's only one man on this you just, planet. You just gotta coordinate yourself the right way, and I think everything will be fine in life. See, look, it's I'm telling y'all, there's only one person on this planet who can out petty me, and that's the man we have here, Mike Hughes. We have a packed show for y'all, all NBA edition. Um, Julius Randle, the p- 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 pressures on him, and man, he can't handle it whatsoever. People are calling Chicago one hit wonders. Uh, Obviously, when you have an, another Chicago Bulls fan here, we'll get into that. And uh, the Clippers and Trailblazers made a move, and I guess they got inspired because the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers ended up doing the same thing. So we have a one hundred times a pack show. Oh my God, bro! We gonna get into that, bro. Criminal some fleecing, bro. Some fleecing happened, bro. Mm-hmm. Some highway robbery. Some theft. I don't know, man, but we're going to get into it. But before we get into that, James Harden has continued to express his, his uncontentness in Brooklyn. He's sick of the games. He's sick of being there. It's stupid. I'm mad at Kyrie. I'm mad at the team for not building a good team. I'm mad at KD because he got injured. I'm mad at Steve Nash because he's not really a coach. I'm mad at this person, that person. I'm mad at the traffic. He's mad at everybody, Mike. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And... It's kind of funny because I didn't think about this until I was talking to LDZ about this. She actually messaged me. She was like, don't you think James Harden is a problem? I took a step back and I was like, I ain't going to say he's the biggest problem. He up there. But he going to have to wear a lot of that responsibility. So let me ask you this, Mike. On a scale of like 1 to 10, how much or out of a, out of a uh, you know, 100%, what percentage of blame should James Harden be taking? 40. I think 40. Um, A big part of that is, you know, top three turnovers right now. Russell Westbrook killing the game, doing amazing things, you know, leading the league in uh, turnovers. So congratulations. Um, You know, quadruple double. So it it, it looks like a quadruple double is in the making right now for Russ. But James Harden's right up there with him in top three. Mm -hmm. So Trey Young is also up there. Uh, But Trey's dropping 28 points per game where James is not. And KD's not there. Kyrie's not there. And you're still not dropping 30 plus points per game. 
Um, James has been a problem a lot of the season. I think, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense to why he's doing this though, is because he went to this team kind of like KD to the Warriors. I mean, that's, that's really what it was, was that he didn't want to be that number one guy the same way KD didn't want to be that number one guy in Golden State. You know, KD now wants to be that number one guy again. Kyrie, I don't know what Kyrie wants. Um, But back to James, you What's know, up, my boy, Robert Scott, my boy, Chicago Bulls, baby. We're going to beat the Suns tonight. But it, it's something to where um, I retract that statement. But it's something to where with James is he went there expecting to be the number three guy, expecting to not have to have this workload. And now that he has this workload, he's kind of like, fuck, like, I don't I don't want this. Like, this is exactly why I came here was to avoid this. Like, I don't want to be a part of this, having to be this role again, having to be this number one guy. It's just not where James is at right now. And he kind of wanted that easy ring. And it's the hardest it's probably ever. It, it would have been easier to take Houston to the playoffs, I think, honestly, right now by himself. Um, than, than with this Kyrie Irving and James Harden team. Ah, that's funny. But see, I'm I'll be honest with you, Mike. When it comes to this situation, I genuinely I got conflicting feelings with this. Right. I really do. Because obviously James Harden. He came in thinking, I'm just going to be the number two, the number three guy, right? right. Like, or he was going to be, you know, there were times I'll be the number two, but I'm mostly just going to be facilitating. Right. Right. And maybe, maybe even number one on times, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's on fire and kick. Cause again, we've seen KD kind of when someone's hot, go look at Golden State. When Clay was hot, he would just be chilling right. in the corner, like, go ahead, pop off. Clay was hot or Curry was hot, pop off, do your thing. What, where I get conflicting feelings here. Is that when James? We got to remember James went to Brooklyn because KD and Kyrie wanted him. Right. That's kind of where my feelings on this is a little is a little different because it's not like he was like, "Oh, I'm out." Mm. <laughs> you're mad. You're mad at me. <laughs> but like, it's not like James Harden was like, "Yep, I, I'm going to either Brooklyn or bus." Right. right, that that really was a situation. What really, you know, um, he wanted out. He was like, "Look, put me wherever. I don't care. Right. I just, you know, my time with Houston. It, it is what it it's, is. Right. You know what I mean? We we just gotta part ways, right? Right. And then when Brooklyn found when when everyone else found out, KD and Kyrie was like, "Yeah, we'll take him." But then when he got there, he realized I don't vibe well with these guys and, and you get the you have to think about it like them as people you know i, I yes. feel like KD and that's what i'm talking someone, about and from a people perspective right like the, they're, they're very different them. very yes. different and, people and i'll be honest i think and again i think it's just Kyrie. he doesn't vibe well with i think him and kd i think they're fine but i think the relationship is getting strained because when Kyrie right. does something James is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is he doing this? And KD's just like, hey, yo, bro, come on, let's just sing Kumbaya. And it's weird for Ky right. for for KD to do that, right? KD's because the last right. time he was, you know what I mean? Like the last time they were supposed to sing Kumbaya, what happened? Right. Back in Golden State, like, you know what I mean? So right. it's it's kind of this weird thing where, like, you know, I feel I feel for James in a way. I do. Right. 
But at the same time, regardless if they wanted you or not, going to Brooklyn was, in essence, getting an easy ring. Right. It really was, you know, because right. they already had those two guys there. It's not like he went over there and he was talking with KD and Kyrie and they all just went together, right? right. Or it's not like KD was it wasn't just like uh It wasn't like the decision at all. Exactly, yeah, where it kind of was like, Miami was like, eh, and, and Wade was like, you know, and, uh, Braun was like, yo, Wade, me, you, Melo, we can make something happen. It fell through. You know what? We still got Bosh. Right. We could still make something happen. It really wasn't like that. It was more along the lines of, all right, I'm chilling. I, I'm just here. I'll just do whatever. Right. And it's so bizarre because it's almost as if he came in thinking, I'm just going to be the third option. Mm. And then when Kyrie was like, yeah, you know. I, I don't feel comfortable with the vaccine. I'm, I'm going to be out, whatever, whatever. Then right. James had to be the number two. And it's almost as if he was like, I did not sign up for this. Right. And, and that's where that's where I give 40% on James because of, number one, his game. Uh, with KD not being in the last month, you know, not you really going back to who you used to be is kind of a problem. And I, I don't expect him to be dropping, you know, 40, 50 points a night, but at least drop in the 30s, bro. Like at least at least contribute in some way, shape, or form, especially when Kyrie's not there. But I give I, I think this is fair to say I get 50% on Kyrie Irving um out of that hundred percent. So that's at 90 and 10% I put on that front office because for solely because you let Spencer Dinwiddie walk, who everyone in Washington hates Spencer Dinwiddie right now. And his role with with the Nets was so beautiful, so perfect. It worked so well. And honestly, to me, Pride. You know, we're we're having people like Freddie um, and many other individuals that we're good friends with saying that Malik Monk, AD, and Braun are a big three. But I think if you have Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, I don't even think you need Kyrie. I think Spencer Dinwiddie would flourish with those guys and and look like a great point guard. So I, I think yes. if you let him go, expecting Kyrie to just remain perfect, but Kyrie's never been that. So I, I felt like they really didn't anticipate that. Right. And and I've been saying this. Like I was like, look, me personally, I would I would have let I would have traded Kyrie and I would have kept Spencer Dinwiddie. Because the right. thing is, whoever's that third guy, you don't need a superstar or a star to be that third and guy. That is Spencer. Spencer is the third guy, not because of choice, because he has to be. It just yeah, it just fits it. And he has no choice and he fits that role right perfectly you know now, what i mean guys, they're all fighting like who wants it you know what i mean exactly so. and when you when you got like spencer dinwiddie he's also mature enough and he's got the iq where he's like you know what i'm chilling bro if y'all want to do your thing pop mm -hmm. off do whatever as long as i get my my couple shots here and there you give me a couple in the first give me like three in the first two in the second i'll take a break give me another three in the third quarter maybe maybe two maybe three if needed in the fourth right i'm good and now it's really coming to a point where it's like you know and 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 to touch on James Harden point, um, in his last five games, he's been he's been literally the definition of on and off. So um January 21st, um, I guess the Spurs, 54% from the field, right? 30 for 24, 37 points. Um so he went four away from the three-point line. Great, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. That's a triple double. It's fantastic, right? Mm. On the 23rd, they played Minnesota. Now we got playoffs, James Harden, as people kind of dubbed him as. 30% from the floor, 4 for 13, 1 of 4 from 3. And then 5 boards, which is not bad. 13 assists, not bad whatsoever. You know? Then you go to the next one. 
Um, twenty fifth, uh, January twenty fifth against the Lakers. Um, forty five percent for the floor, which solid. Um, eleven for twenty four. Uh, two for seven from the three point line. Nine board. Uh, 12, 12 boards, eleven assists. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Then against Phoenix, thirty one percent from the floor. And then the last game he played against Sacramento, two for eleven. You know, and it's like, Sacramento. and that's. I mean, yeah. And like you're, now, you're, you're dogging, you're dogging Anthony Edwards, you're dogging Devin Booker, but then you got Buddy Hill giving you buckets. Like that's brutal buckets too. Brutal yeah. buckets. They disrespectful buckets. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and that's that's really the thing that like really blows my mind. And again, I didn't think about giving him giving James Harden any type of because I'll be honest with you, and and you know this, him wanting out, I get where he's coming from. I do get where he's coming from. Yeah, you know no. what I mean. Yeah, no, I get it. But you know what I mean. I get, the, I get the reasoning, right? The the if it, the, if it the wasn't reasoning. the vaccine thing, I I'd be like, dude, you have no reason to want to be out right now. But no, hundred percent. Yeah, Kyrie if Kyrie was hurt. playing, no, if Kyrie was playing, he would be an idiot, right? Like, there's no debate. If Kyrie was playing, he'd be an idiot. For, right. To That's why I'm like, I, I get it now. You're right, but. Yeah. But like I said, I was talking to Eldizi, and she made me look at her, look at it from another perspective, like. Yeah, Kyrie's not playing, but you can make an argument that James Harden would be better off not playing either because right. this year, for every time he comes out and gives you a, a, a phenomenal game, the next two games are average mm. and then horrible. Right. And that's where he's got to take some type of responsibility. Robert said these players have to stop uh, uh, stop this flip-flopping teams and makes the league soft. My thing is I don't mind them – Wanting to go, but I don't mind that. I don't mind it whatsoever. Win something and leave. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. You need to be able to because the thing is, because now if James Harden leaves and goes to another team and then loses, right? Do you know how he will look almost as stupid as Russell Westbrook? Right. This close. See, I think I think it would look it looks worse though because Russ never wanted out. Russ just kept getting traded. Like you are no 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 saying I want out, I want out, I want out, I want out. No, hold on. He he wanted um the OKC, he didn't want it out. That 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 one right there, they were kind of like, Look, we gotta part ways, we're gonna be rebuilding, let's do something for you. Houston, he demanded out. Why because he because he couldn't get the ball. Because of why? Because he couldn't get the ball. Who's with him? You said what? Who was with him? James Harden. Ah. No, 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 no. But, but 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 here's where I gotta give a little bit of pushback, because right. then he goes to Washington, and then he's still getting the ball, but then they're losing, and now all of a sudden he wants to win, and that's why he wanted to go with the Lakers. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm gonna say Russ is a little like, dumber because it's just there's just inconsistency. Like no, versus, right. like I don't get touches now. I want to. It's it's just weird. But James, I'll be honest. James is getting real close. He's almost—he's in the prime of his career, yeah. looking like Shaq in the tail end of his years, where Shaq was just bouncing from team to team to team to just desperately try to get right. a ring. And, I and think- James Harden is doing that in the prime of his career. Yeah, that's that's where it's like, like even Russ. Like, let's let's be real about the situation and what's going on with Russ. I wouldn't say Russ is in the prime of his career. I believe that time has passed. Um, statistically, sure. Like he's, you know, you could say he's, you know, still the same guy, um, you know, stat wise, but even then, like you, you can see it physically that he is not the guy he was in the MVP season. Harden to me is still that guy. Harden to me still has left in him. 
if he played a lick of defense, I could say he can even advance to even be better. But where I think the fall was uh, with, with James Harden was not getting Jimmy Butler. I think Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, and James Harden win a championship, but Jimmy decides to go to Miami. Um, and, and I think a big part of that that bothers me, though, is I look at who James has had and, and his supporting cast, um, and I feel like he always wants out right before there's a potential of doing something. You know what I mean? Either he doesn't show up or he wants out. And, and it's like, dude, like I, there's been moments. My, my thing with KD is, and you touched on it perfectly, KD won a chip. KD, KD did some snaky shit, but he won a chip. Now, if KD, if KD never won a ring with the Warriors – and then he, made this big he would be in the James Harden situation right now, right. 100%. Right. Like, you you didn't win with Stephen Clay. Now you're with Kyrie and James, and you were with Russ and, and Adams and all those other great individuals that played at OKC with you, um, and, and, and big Kendrick Perkins. Come on now. Um, but it, it's something to where you have to look at it and be like, dude, without those rings, you look horrible. You look like a, you look like a homie hopper. Like, that's just the reality. If y'all don't know what a homie hopper is uh, – Predictionary.com, yeah. bro. And real quick, hold on, because someone says you see what LeBron started. Nah, nah. This is the part that baffles my mind. People were doing I love this you, Rob. Before, I love, LeBron. Before, before you go, Pride, I love you, Rob, but Pride, go ahead. Nah, bro, but let's be honest. People were doing this before LeBron. The only thing LeBron did different was doing that whole, which again, I, I love Bron, but this is the only problem yeah. I had with him leaving, the whole decision. When you go and that make a, too a, much. a stupid table, that is the only problem I had with it. My boy, go right, right. we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your boy right now too. Tom Brady, after twenty years, just tweeted that he's retiring. I had to watch a whole special that was drawn out months for a guy who only played four or five years in the league. I had to watch a whole yep. hour special just to find out where you were playing, bro. It. I understand it. He made a lot of money off of the decision. It was a great, you know, for face and great, you know, television to watch. 12-year-old me was shaking in my boots. Me and Derrick Rose's knees were hurting just watching. And right, right, way, right, right. You know, team up. Like, the gap in Joakim Noah's teeth expanded three feet when we found out that Bosch was going as well. And yep. Ray Allen. Like, it was bad. Yeah. But I didn't need that. You could have just told me. We're yeah, and, and, and again, and that's the only problem I have. I just want to clear that I'm I'm with you there. Right. But let's be real, though. To me, and I'll say it, KG started all of it. KG started this entire fucking. 110%. Bro, and, and, and here's the thing. And I love the boss of Celtics. I know you love him. But, but let's be fair here. If he made it out of the first round one time, was the number one seed of a handful of times, was getting an L, and this is the part nobody wants to talk about. He had a no-trade clause. So how did he get with a no-trade clause from Minnesota all the way over to Boston? He left the Western Conference. Like, let's just think he was drafted to the Western Conference, but won a ring in the Eastern Conference. How is that possible when a man has a no-trade clause on his contract? Oh, wait, can't, can't you waive those? So don't give me this nonsense about, look what Braun started. I don't agree. I, I don't think he started. started that shit. People people been doing this since before him. Mm-hmm. However, the way he handled it with that whole thing, and like you said, Mike, it made him a stupid amount of money. And congratulations to you for fleecing America for like a whole, for whole offseason. Congratulations to you. But at the same time, though, it was unnecessary. And it, in my opinion, it was dumb. 
It was dumb. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, who can, I'm like, bro, at, at this day, congratulations, whoop de doo I don't want you talking about the weather with the dude you're trying to give your decision to. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for a quick two minutes. Hey, you'll like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Put that in the beginning and then give me filler. I don't care. That's fine. Call it a, 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 a docu-series, right? Where you just give the decision and then walk us through your mind. That's fine. I don't care. Just don't, like, that, that whole thing where they were like, oh, yeah, the decision. Like you said, bro, Bron, like Tom Brady tweeted it. Just Mac up. By the way, bye. Real quick, Kevin Durant in the dead of night, in the midst of this whole decision and stuff, he re-signed with OKC and did it so quietly that the news broke literally weeks after he already signed it. Yeah. We just quite he was like, hey yo, whatever. Boop, boop, boop. KD was out popping bottles. It was like, oh, wait, I forgot to sign that contract. Let me just. He stumbled over to Sam Presti. He was like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. like, and just mad quiet, mad silent. That's the only problem I have with Bron. Right. Just the extraness to it. Because let's be fair. Like, and again, Mike, you know me. I'm a LeBron James stan. Mm-hmm. I'm a LeBron fanboy. Mm-hmm. But this notion that he started it. Yeah. I disagree. Now, now the Ron, people who Ron want to, yeah, but now the people want to criticize the whole thing of the, how he handled it. I I will never in my life defend it because that's you can't defend it. Right now, when when I when I look at like as a whole, like you know, okay, well, you had Corver, you had Love, you had Kyrie, you had all this, you know, now you have AD Westbrook, so on and so forth. Um, no matter how you look at it, no matter how Westbrook's playing, like at the end of the day, like. Bron's a homie hopper too. Like he will go to the best of the best if he gets the option to get them. And that's that's no shot at him, but that's what that's what no. Bron realized to me though. But no, but that's what the league is. That's what Bron realized. Once Bron realized, hey, I can do this. I just need a support. But is it but hold on? Let me let me actually ask you this. Is yeah. it really being a homie hopper? When yeah. like think about it, when he gets there, he builds it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where it's I like, wouldn't say he built I don't Cleveland. Call him a the, homie second, hopper. the second time I wouldn't say he built Cleveland. Oh, he 100 percent did. I don't know. Because Kyrie was already there. There was a lot of other stuff that was already there. I mean, um, well, Kevin Love came, but I mean, you traded a lot of assets for Kevin Love. And outside of that, Bron did all the work, no question. But it, it's something to me where it's kind of like I didn't see how he had to leave Miami. Randy. I'll te- I'll text you back later, my brother. This is the reason why I couldn't text you back. I'm helping out Pride with something. <laughs> and Rob says he ain't going there um, unless it's talent there already. Yeah, but again, let me ask you something, Pride. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. If Brown leaves again uh-huh. to Cleveland to go yeah. back home, are you a homie hopper? Mm, why is he going to play with his son? No, he's going to play with Lavert Garland. On all them boys over there, everyone not named. Then you, you can you can call that, you can call that one him being a homie hopper. You right. can call that one him being a homie right. hopper. Because the, when you I when I think of a homie yeah. hopper, why'd you leave Cleveland in the first place? Dog shit, leaving, going to Miami. Miami was great. All right, Miami's not great. Cleveland's looking a lot better. I'm gonna go back to Cleveland. All right, we Cleveland's great. We're having a great go. Dropped me for pride. Hell yeah. No, I'm playing. I love you, Randy. Um, but it's something to where you know then okay. Shit, this sucks again. Now I'm going to L.A. Now shit's rough in L.A. If you go back to Cleveland, bro. I do. I will not blame him only if 
His only reason of going is to play with his son. If Bronny goes to Cleveland, that's fine. That that's the only reason. But that's the as only of right reason. now. Yeah, no. You know, what, though? no. you know what though? Bronny might end up on Cleveland because listen, this is not a shot. I will not shoot at Bronny whatsoever, and it's still very early. And it's funny because you're saying this and you're setting the stage and you're about to be so foul. I can smell it. Bronny's not Bron. Bronny's no, not Bron. <sighs> so I think in the realm of possibility, Pride, as of right now, I could see Cleveland having the 15th, 20th overall pick and Bronny going 15-20. Yes. I can see it. I, but well, I 100%. I'll to be, say, to say crazy. Bronny's going top 10 in the draft right now is hmm. – I'm going to be honest. And you know what? I'll say it. I wouldn't even take Bronny in the first round. I'd take him in the second. <sighs> For real? I'd take him in the second. As of right now, as of right now, you know what? Let me see what what roster am I? What roster am I? Like if I'm a contending team, I'm not taking Bronny James. Oh no, 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 no! If I'm a contending team, but here's the thing though, Pride. Here's the thing though. If I'm a rebuilding team, I'm not taking Bronny James because you want the best talent, a certified thing. If I got the number one overall pick, I'm not taking Bronny. Just hoping that Bron comes. No, I would. I would. But I, I wouldn't take Bronny with the sole intention of getting LeBron. That's what I, I would get Bronny what to else, build him. What else am I taking him for right now? And I'm gonna tell you, but I'm gonna tell you, I would take Bronny to develop because I'll be honest. Do I think he'll end up being LeBron? No, I don't. I I don't. I think the next time we'll see LeBron, I'm gonna be dead, and I'm gonna have to look up to see whoever this new LeBron is, right? Yeah. And by the way, the reason I said look up is a comment of being help, but. In terms of Bronny, I think I think Bronny will be in the ballpark of what LeBron James can do. Mm-mm. I th- I think he'll be in the ballpark based on on how he'll play, like him being able, right. like I don't think he'll have the IQ. I think he'll be memorable. I think people will remember Bronny. Exactly, James. That, that's what I'm saying. I I think he'll end up being memorable. Right. But if I'm a rebuilding team, I would take him. I really would. And if LeBron comes. I'll straight up tell him, look, Bron, listen, we'll welcome you here. There's two rules, though. One, we're not paying you max money. Right. We're not even going to pay you anything like it. If you want to be here, you're getting a veteran minimum. Right. So you're going to have to sit down and consider whether you want to do this. And two, if we even start you, the most you're ever going to be playing is 20 minutes per game. Right, because this is probably what three years down the line. Exactly right. Yeah, this 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 is a long way. So if LeBron is in there, and it's gonna be like Bron, honestly, you're only gonna be starting if we got injuries. You're gonna be on the bench, and honestly, we want you to be there so you can talk up this this dude. Right. So I, nah. We want you to talk up. You know, like like what if if we're in Houston, Jalen Green. Right. Like that's where him. that's where I'm like at, at this point. I think Bron and Bronny will play on the same team. I just think Bron will end up being a coach. Like I'm not saying Bron don't got three years left in him. Yeah. Um, I just don't think at that time. I don't know, man. Like I'm not gonna say it's impossible because the guy's you know proven that you know you know he can keep doing this. But we saw a very quick Tom Brady exit. You know, so at any point in time, we could see a very quick Bron exit. Like last year, no one would have said that Tom Brady was retiring this year. Nobody would have said that shit. And it just no, honestly, I thought I thought he had like two more years. Right. I thought it was I gonna thought he was gonna win a Super Bowl right season. off in the sunset. Right. But then you know, after a game like that, and, and after a season like that, you realize, you know, like I'm just done. I'm done. And yep. and 
not wish an injury upon anybody, you know, not putting that out into the existence, but we don't know what's going to happen within the next three years. So I, I think, I think you definitely either see him as an owner of the team or definitely as a coach. I don't know if a player aside, Bronny is, a, is in the realm of possibility. Yeah. And like I said, for me personally, I think the only way they play together, they'll play a rebuilding team and LeBron will probably have like, you like, he'll probably end up being like a Udonis Haslam. Where like, yeah, we'll give you some minutes here and there, but you like Vince Carter, Vince Carter laid on. Or yeah, or Vince Carter later down the road, where you know you're just the grizzly old guy that's around the young kids, and everyone will go, Oh yeah, what's up, Unc? And and you're trying to show them what to do. You know what I mean? Paul Pierce later in his career, like that's kind of if LeBron wants to play with his son, right? That's the role he's gonna have to accept. Right. Because again, to your point, Mike, look. There's a lot of rebuilding teams who are giving up kids in their prime. There's some teams giving up kids before they can get get into their prime to play younger players. You know what I mean? So it's like in three years. I love Bronny, though. I do love. I do love Bronny. I just. Could have fooled me, bro. It sounds like nothing but hate. Nah, I love Bronny. Well, I mean, I just seen Bronny play the other night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's just. I think he's coming into his own still, and I would like to see Bronny find his own identity rather than just give him the expectation of being the next GOAT. I think that's where the false narrative is. Like, if you look at where Bronny was at this age versus where LeBron was, it was totally different. Bron was the first one to ever have a high school game aired on ESPN. People were following LeBron James. Like, people cared about what the – what was it, the Shamrocks or whoever the hell, the Fighting Irish? I have no idea. Um, whatever high school that kid went to, like he, he was dogging it and he was doing it. And Bronny to me, like it's only relevant because of his name, not because of what he's doing. And, and that's where I'm like, we just need to allow this kid to be him and, and come into that as his own. Because I feel like right now he's getting, he has all these offers, man, from UNC, from all these uh, Kentucky, from all these places. And I'm looking at his high school games and I'm kind of like, where has 14 points ever gotten somebody an offer from Kentucky? Well, let's be fair though. We also gotta take into consideration who else he plays with. Like, you know, it's not like he plays with some killers. He that's what I'm saying. So, like, just looking at like just 14, that's kind of where I. This is where. But where are their offers? Huh? They don't got the same offers. Yeah, they do. Not they didn't have it, but they didn't have it going into their freshman year. Is what I'm saying. Well, okay, okay, yeah, bro. You you graduated middle school, and Kentucky was like, "I'm fucking sold." Give me yeah, it. he said reminds you of Jordan's kids, but they were trash. I don't think Bronny's trash. I think Bronny's a solid player. I think Bronny could be a six-man of the year. Bronny could be potentially in a starting lineup, depending on where he's at. As a, well, not. Nah, like, if you're talking about, like, a championship-caliber team, I don't know if Bronny's going to be starting. But I, I think he could develop into that. It's way too – what, is he 16? It's way too early. Bronny can grow another six inches if he wanted to. Like, that's just in the realm of possibilities. Like, I'm 21 turning 22. I swear to God I grew another two inches this summer. I swear to God I grew. In- Pride, I promise you I've never been so mad. I grew after high school. It makes no sense bro, in the world. But, yeah, um, bro, I, I, listen, bro, I've been, I've been average my whole life, bro. So, like, all, good, bro. all that extra growing, bro, that's not me. I can't uh, do nah, that. No, I talk. Hey, extra growing, I'm still 5'8", though. It didn't grow much. But um, <laughs> it's something I'm just like, damn. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Bronny will be solid. It's a whole wait, well, wait, wait, this, this turned into totally something else, though. I don't even know how we got here. 
You know, yeah. But I mean that I mean that's why that's why that's what I try to do with my show. That if it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. Real quick before we move on, when I say he makes it a league, it's because of his dad. Rob. And that's, that's where I'm coming from, though. Nah, as no, right now, no. As of right now, nope. Bronny is not a first round pick to me. And that's listen. If if you want to say that, that's okay. You right. know, but you I, can't I, tell, you can't tell me he's not a second. That's what I'm saying. Like like again, he's saying if if this Rob says from what I've seen, if he makes it to the league, it's because of his dad. Right. No. Now, if you want to make an argument that him being a top ten pick is because of his dad, yeah. Th- that's a that's without a conversation. A doubt. Without I can a doubt. Yeah, I could have the conversation with you. you I, also, I, mean? I, I also have to look at the class, though. Like, if the class is dog shit, I'm taking Bronny top five. Like, if no one out here is screaming franchise player, I'll get Bronny. No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, as of now, I'm going with the thought that when it's time, Bronny is going to, like, everyone else is going to be solid. Right. That's the thought process I'm going with right. that as of right now. Right. Everyone's going to be solid. Pride, can I say something? Go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah. I missed you, Pride. I missed you, Pride. Bro, I miss you too, Mike. I miss oh. you too. But, you know, my ego's a problem. Yeah, fuck Pride. Screaming fuck Pride. But it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, screaming fuck Pride so I can't scream it no more. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you should have seen me in that group chat. I was like, nah, fuck Pride. Fuck Pride all the time. No matter what anybody said. I was like, nah, Pride's an asshole. No, it's kind of funny because, like, I'm sitting there and I just remember, like, I'm like, I'm, I just remember randomly smiling. I was like, why are you smiling? I was like, I don't know. So I'm curious to see if you said fuck pride. I said a a bunch. I was starting beef, bro. I was like, nah, I hate pride. I hate everything about pride. He ugly as shit, bro. Dude, I never said I was kidding, too. I never said it. (laughs) I was like, I'm waiting for people to tell pride what I said just so I could tell pride (laughs) what I was doing. I genuinely was just messing with people, bro. Uh, Robert says we haven't seen him play against men. He's in high school. We can't determine how good he is. Right I don't now. know, Which is bro. Why we say it, nah, bro. but real talk though. I mean, I, I'm some not... of the dudes he played against, they're like six five. Yeah, like, I was about to. I, I was about to say, uh, some of the dudes that he played against, they might not I'm be pretty like, sure they've been held back. Right, they might I'm not be like sure. two hundred pounds of muscle, but they're they're big mugs, bro. But, but to his mugs. point, though. But to his point, I will say. We won't fully be able to be com- to right. comfortably say, on and like on for like another two three years. Right. Like I I I need to see you your freshman year at college. To, that that'll be the first year I look at what Bronny does and say I'm evaluating yes. your game. Yes. Yeah. Like as of right now, you can just kind of like right now it's just speculating. Because look at look first at, year of college, that's evaluating. Right. Look at look at Leangelo Ball is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. In high school, his senior year, an animal. An animal goes to UCLA. There were people saying, yo, some people were saying he was the best out of the three. Right. And then he goes to UCLA and he, he was hooping, but but it wasn't the same. Like 17 points per game hooping. You know what I mean? I was like, yep. where's that? Where's now LaMelo ball at fucking 90 something points in a in a high school game? And then he goes overseas and he's doing the same stuff. It's like, okay, that, that makes sense. Lonzo done the same stuff he was doing, but Leangelo didn't. So even if Bronny doesn't have a good senior year in high school, I still want to see how it goes in college. Yes. Because, again, again, his, I'm with you, Mike. Right now is just speculation. His first year of college, we'll be able to see, can he really keep up? And if he can keep up, in what role? Right. Like, maybe, like, like listen, there's some guys in the league that just are not good starters. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. But Kobe White on the Bulls. I'll say Rob. Rob's with me. Kobe White as a starter is a horrible. He's horrible. Starter. He's horrible. 
And we've and I've had the conversation with, with, with other Mike. Kobe White as a starter, he's horrible. Horrible. Off the bench, he looks like a totally different player. Mm-hmm. Because when he's off the bench, not only it's a role he's comfortable in, but that he's comfortable with himself. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I think that with Leandro, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just when you get to this level, maybe you're just not that guy, you know? And by the way, Rob, not everyone misses me because, you know, pride's mean. But Rob, fuck pride. I miss you, my guy. Fuck and pride. he says, I, uh, they're still kids. I know six, five bums. I know, dude, Rob, let me tell you, you know what? I'm not going to name drop because he's a good brother of mine, but one of my great friends, great athlete, same baseball team. Uh, my first baseman played center for, for my high school team. Couldn't dunk, 6'5". Couldn't dunk. Couldn't dunk. I always said this uh, in you high school. Rim, you just couldn't dunk. If, I always said this. If you're a center and you can't dunk, you're just a power forward. Dude, I swear to God. Like, I, I swear tried. To God, I, like- I don't care if you believe me or not. I was 5'8". Five, 5'8". Five, and I could touch the rim in high school. That's just who I was. I was just the athlete that I was. I was a little Nate Robinson. And I would look at this man. I'd be like, I'm getting up there. How are you not getting up there? Now, sure, Pride. Sure, when I go in the air and I dunk it, someone always has to catch me so I don't obliterate my ankles because I'm a little-ass boy. But for you not to even touch the rim? That's a problem. That's, yeah. that's a problem right there. Yeah. Now I'm with you getting there. carried off. Well, come on. Yeah, no, nah, that's the 100%, bro. I'm with you. That's. Uh... I, was like, I was like, if your daughter gets stuck on the top cabinet, like, you got to help me down. Yep. But, but, but I, I, I'm a, I'm a I got up and I'm going to say, myself. you know what? Facts. That's just it. I'm going to clap because I'm like, you know what? You got up there. I'm going to clap. I'm going to beat the bricks off you, but I'm going to clap and give you 30 seconds of love because hey, you, you got up there. Coaches, bro. You should have seen them. What did he just do? Hey, what the hell? He's get like, down. hey, yo, put some of that down. You don't um, do that. You're white. You sit in the corner and shoot threes. My fault, B. Uh, My fault. Yo, and, it, it, and real quick before we move on, it's kind of funny. I went to high school, and this kid that was on the uh, like he was, uh, when I was on the basketball team, he was there, and like all he did was shoot. Yeah, all he did was shoot. That's all he really was. He, you know, he, he was a, he was a white dude, so all he did was shoot, that's and that's honestly how he seemed fit. He fitting comfortable with. One day he was he was oh my god he couldn't buy a three point shot, and he's mad as hell. So I go to him I'm like, bro, you know they still respecting the shot, so hit him with a pump fake and drive, and you know you'll have it wide open. Worst case scenario, if they collapse, kick it out. You got it. Right, homie. All of a sudden he did it. Pump fake. They jumped. He went. Means that all of a sudden I just heard him yell, "Fuck it." And I was like, what did he say? And all of a sudden, he had ups and he, he yammed it on somebody. I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Where was this? And he just get down. And he just jogs back. And I'm like, wait yeah, a minute, once, bro. Once we do it, once we, the first time we do it, it's a shock. Second time because we do it, but more reason, Yeah, Because here's the thing. The reason I was so shocked is because he, ne- in practice, never do it. He never penetrated. Pause. In, in, in warm-ups, he never. And every time we did the I warm-ups, you, it, it was <laughs> – but in the warm-ups, it was just a nonchalant layup. And just right. going and just boom. So all of a sudden, he just goes and he just hands us up. And I was like – Right, and that's how yeah. we were. Like, I would never – I just stick to my little layups. I'm a left-handed person too, so it's like I just – I'm just chilling. I'm just cooking. But then when I would hear, Nate Robinson, I'd be like – Yim City. Yep. Demon time. Demon yep. time. 100%. All right, so the next thing I want to talk to you about, um, it's been quiet in terms of trades. Um, a lot of names were thrown out that they were going to be the first to, to, to be moved. Ben Simmons. Um, there was like a whole, what, two days that Russ was on the, on the block. Damian Lillard had some problems. CJ McCollum 
Um, there was even a little we had a, a scare where, as a Celtics fan, I thought Jalen Brown was going to be gone, and now there's reports that he's going to be out if the Celtics don't get it together. So I'm red, D, depression. But with all this stuff, the first move that ended up being made was between the Portland Trailblazers and the LA Clippers. And the Clippers, correct me if I'm wrong, the Clippers got uh, Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and they sent Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and I think it was a 2025 second-round pick to Portland. Yeah, that, that which, again, we won't talk about that. And then the most recent trade, Cleveland and, and the Pacers ended up agreeing, which, again, okay. Um, Cleveland receives Karis LeVert and a 2022 second-round pick, which comes from Miami. And Indiana gets old Ricky Rubio instead of Olympic Rubio, no ACL Rubio. Torn ACL uh, a 2022 right. first-round pick, which is a lottery-protected one. A 2022 second round pick from Houston and their dog shit. So that might be a you know a relatively respectable clip, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a pick, and a 2027 playing the patient game, uh, second round pick from Utah. So I want to start with you with this LA with the LA Clippers trade. The Clippers got. Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and they gave up Eric Bledsoe, Justin Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second-round pick. Who won? Clippers. The Clippers won easily. Um, and, and it's and you're not going to notice it until and only if Kawhi Leonard returns. Um, yeah, I, I know PG is going to come back. I know he's going to be PG, uh, or maybe he's not. Well, there's a lot of different versions of PG. He's going to be BG. I just don't know which PG. Um, depression, PG, anxiety, PG, PG 13, uh, playoff, PG, PG U 13, where he plays like a little ass boy. I really don't know. Um, MVP, mm-hmm. who knows, but, um, it, it's something to where, you know, if he comes back fully healthy and Kawhi Leonard comes back, first of all, let's talk about Rob. I want to talk about Rob because free Robert Covington. Um, I know he's been having a little bit of a downfall, but let's, let's, let's go through it. Pride Houston, Minnesota, Portland. Give my boy Rob a break. Now he's in L.A. Now he's in winning culture, which it's not that much of a winning culture, but it's more than the cultures that he's been on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so having an opportunity to to bounce back and kind of have that rekindle of what he used to be. Robert Covington used to be a dog. Like, let's be real. Um, George Paul, exactly. Um, but it, it's something to where um, I thought my dyslexia kicked in for a second, but then I realized he did say George Paul. But it, it's it's definitely something to where I think Robert Covington is a great role player. I think he's going to be great off the bench once Kawhi and George come back. Uh, I would still start Terrence Mann and let Terrence Mann do his thing. But um, Powell is huge. Uh, Sergi Baca, if I'm not mistaken. Sergi Baca is still there too, isn't he? Um, so once he gets healthy, I believe that's going to be solid. Yeah, you're looking it up because I haven't seen one thing about Serge all year. Last time I saw he was – I um, last time I checked, he was hurt. Right. He's been um, hurt since last year, but yeah, he's you know, still in the Clippers. Yeah, it, but yep, if they can get him, you know what I mean. Like if they can get this team fully committed, do not yell at your daughter. Um, do not yell at your daughter, Pridely. I'm sick of it. No, no, no. I'm not yelling at her. My my, my fiance, because my fiance came. My my daughter's sleeping on the bed. My fiance just came and got her got her son. She was asking something. Lies, lies. Don't lie to look, me. She's sleeping right now. Look, she's knocked out. Naomi, knocked out. She's knocked out. Yeah, I wonder why. But um, <laughs> it, it's something. It's something to where um, 
you know, I just think they get, they got the better end of the stick. I think now what could happen is that Portland ends up winning the trade if one, you know, the Clippers get bounced in the first round. And if Portland can move Dame and CJ and Nurk, then I think they win because they have all expiring deals. They have the picks. They're doing their thing. Then it's a dub. Now, if we go past the the 10th and CJ, Nurk, and Dame are still there, then, then the Clippers won no matter what happens in the playoffs. You know, because they're still making the playoffs, but you're just looking stupid with your dick in your hand because you have three guys on 20-plus million-dollar deals. Nurk is averaging 13 points without Damian Lillard out there. I just want that out there. Um, Nurk is not hooping. And and I don't honestly, I don't even know who would take Nurk in that contract right now. But to have all three of those guys and, and to only come out with a second-round pick from the Clippers, of all people, that are going to be a playoff team, it bothers me. So I, I think we're going to have to wait. Uh, what is today? Today's the 7th. We yep. have three more days to see what happens. Um, if everybody else gets moved or even half, even if you don't move Dame, if you can get a first or something for CJ and Nurt, like then I'm like, all right, fine. You have a protected lottery pick too, could be a number one overall pick. You got a bunch of free uh, free cap, cap space now. That's fine. But if you do nothing, then the Clippers won easily. Oh yeah. Yep. So I just I just want because I was I was genuinely curious um, because. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe Norman Powell didn't he sign the contract earlier this year? Didn't was, he just sign it? It was this year or it was last year. It was like a five year. So, so it's a five year deal. This is the first year of it. Right. It was a very recent contract. Yeah. So the late the Clippers will have him for like the next mm. after this year, four years after that. Right. Right. Robert Covington. This is this is the final year. Mm-hmm. Of his contract, right? Now, here's something we need to remember about Robert Covington, right? He's he's a small forward. Mm-hmm. He's a legitimate small forward. And they play he's him a, at the four. Right. Like, let's be the only like the only time you should be playing at the four is when you're trying to, you know, when you're playing small ball, right? right? There have been times they put him at the five. Then people wonder why he's getting cooked. They're wondering why he looks fatigued. You're having him go out there and guard Carl Anthony Towns, right. Joel Embiid, Jokic. You're having him guard these guys. Then, then when he thinks he's got a break, guess what? They go play Milwaukee and they move him at the four. Yep. I've always said that. Then he's guarding Giannis. So it's like, they, dude, like. They, they, Robert Covington has been the definition of never getting a break. And don't forget, he was hooping in Minnesota. Like, he really was. He was doing fairly well. And yeah, he was, doing, he was, doing, he was and, doing, doing respectable. Right. Houston was a mess. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that was, it was Houston that, that screwed him over because right. then then they, he just be, they, he became an afterthought. I, if I remember how it went down, they traded Clint first. And then that's yes. when Robert started playing the five. And then it was small ball with they, they had like the smallest big lineup in the league. Yeah, because they, um, they traded Clint Capella because Russ got mad that he was clogging the paint because he always wanted to drive. So right. they were like, all right, we'll put um we'll put Covington out there because he can kind of the same thing with how, how people think about uh, uh Christian Wood for Detroit. Mm. He's a small guy, but he could stretch the floor. Right. You know what I mean? So which, that's ironically, of- Christian Wood ended up in Houston now too. So it's like which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's like yeah, wow, it's just kind of but- funny. Um, I love I love Chris free Chris but no I I love Christian I I like him I do free Christian but my thing is 
I'll be honest with you. I believe the Clippers won easily. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you. If they make the playoffs, they give Robert Wood a uh, uh, Robert Wood, Robert Covington a little bit of love. Right. I think he's willing to come back for like two, three years. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I don't back. I don't see why he would leave. Like, there's no, there's no pull. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Right. Unless he starts right. dropping 25 points a game, which I don't see him doing. Um, right. I, yeah, I, I think he'd stay. Right. So you know, uh, you know, Paul, he's got the five-year extension. Uh, mm. 90 million, right? Solid. So solid. Yeah, so he's solid. So they, they'll keep him no problem. He'll mm. be fine. Then Robert Woods, even if Robert Woods leaves, okay, sucks, but it is it is what it is. What really made me a little uncomfortable was them getting rid of that 2025 second round pick. Doesn't bother me. That's the only thing. It doesn't bother you? Nah, because that was... um. Via Miami, right? Mm, I don't know. I thought it no, was, no, no, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was a contender's pick. If I'm not mistaken, um, so and it's either their own pick or it was another contender because I remember I looked at the name and I was like, I think they'll be relatively decent in five years, um, or four or five years, whenever that year was. So I was like, I, I don't think it's going to be that great of a second round pick. I don't think it's going to be high up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, second round picks are definitely becoming more valuable. You see guys like Io DeSumo on the Bulls, you know, a second round pick. You know, you see Jimmy Butler damn near being a second round pick. Uh, Nikola, Nikola Jokic was a second round pick. Um, so you, you have to look at it and understand like that's an MVP, that's a potential rookie of the year, and that's Jimmy fucking Butler. Like, so right. second round picks are becoming a lot more uh, highly appreciated now, especially if you have a competent GM. Um, but that's my thing right now about the Clippers is. Unless they make a GM difference in in the hirings of that, I don't think they have the greatest of GMs. I truly don't. I don't think they've put together a great roster. Uh, it's a nice roster, but you got a lot of them through free agency and, and draft capital trading that. So right. I, I don't think they do great capitalizing on tra- uh, drafting guys. Terrence, Terrence, uh, what's his name? Terrence Mann, a, a great pick, you know, great individual, great player. Um, but overall, I, I can't name five more guys on that team. Reggie Jackson's still there. I like Reggie too, but like five, bro. Like mm, I don't know about five. Like that they drafted that are homegrown. I have no. Oh, idea. Oh, that they drafted. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, even in recent years, pride. Like I can't be like I don't. Somebody fact check me. I think Terrence Mann might be the only. I think he might be actually the only drafted guy there. And that, that's where I'm coming from is, like, if they're going to keep that regime and they're going to keep that front office, like, I haven't seen them draft well enough in the first round, nonetheless, in the second. So I, I don't really think they care. Well, I'm about to pull it up right now. And wow. let's be real. If they have to end up trading Kawhi and PG, they'll get those picks back. They'll I don't think them. so. I, don't I think, think so. they'll get them back. I don't think so. You'll definitely get a second. You'll probably get a second for Paul George, yeah. Oh, you get a first to me, but for Paul George? Yeah. Depends where we're going. No, no. Depends no where we're going. No one's giving him a first. No way. No, no way. way. I'll give him a first right now. It's a cop. Paul. Playoff PP. That's your boy right there, I guess. That's my guy. Nah, we're gonna make him hard. Trust me. He's gonna be 
dropping I can't I can't I can't say what I was about to say. He's gonna be dropping something, but I'm not incriminating <laughs> myself. I help the youth, but um hmm. but I mean look, I think the Clippers won it, and I'm with you with because everyone's saying Portland lost. I'm with you. I think we won't really know. So after the trade deadline, right. like I'm with you because uh, honestly, I'm surprised you agree with me on this one because everyone's saying that they lost and on face value, I get it. Right. I really do. But like if Kawhi like, doesn't again, come back, why'd you do it? it? So, you know what I mean? Like the way if I'm PG is not a hundred percent. Like you really better bank on Robert Covington. Like that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm saying. Like, I think, I think they did this because they're right. like, if we can push until we're a playoff team without Kawhi, right? We bring Kawhi back, and the only guy that that we're gonna really be losing is Robert Covington. Right. But you and I both agree there's still a legitimate chance he'll come back because he'll need. You know what I mean? He got right. no leverage. But you just said too, like they got something like, good. Let's be real. Winslow was one of those guys I knew that they drafted, that they brought in, that they trusted, and then. Now it's just like you said, Terrence Mann is the only real guy that you can, and that's no disrespect to anybody else who was drafted on that team. You know, I'm sure they're all right, but you know, mentionable and honorably mentionable kind of guys is really just Terrence Mann. I knew Winslow, I knew that you know, whoever that second round pick was gonna be, Bledsoe was very serviceable. And I, I really pride, I really was excited to see what you know Bledsoe could be, kind of like a true holiday to yeah, Giannis. That's what I expected. That's right. what I expected. Now, true holiday, Giannis and Middleton is great. So I would have personally waited it out to see if Kawhi came back. Kawhi, PG, and Bledsoe can do their thing with Man, uh, Ibaka, and all these others. Now, I think that's fine. I I, I do think that um, you know the guys they picked up from from Portland could be that guy, um, but I don't think it fits as well as it does that Bledsoe understood his role. I think it does. I think it's going to be – it's a different position, though. You know what I mean? Like, Paolo and all them, is it's, it's a different position than what Bledsoe is offering. This way, PG doesn't have to be ball dominant. Kawhi doesn't have to be ball dominant. They can just kick it out and do whatever they want to do. Now right. it's kind of like Kawhi or PG is going to have to have a workload. Yeah. Man, that's, that's Neither that's, of them neither of them can do. Exactly. So, like, I, I, I do like this. And here's the thing. Here's, the, here's, here's kind of where I'm – because and Rob says, uh, Portland's already losing – I'm not going to go that far because if they break it up, like to Mike's point, if they break everything up, they won. Now that's a different discussion. Right. Now, now you can make an argument that, you know, that, you know, they're, right. they're kind of doing something. It, it, you reminds know I mean? of, it reminds me of OKC when they got rid of Paul George. And I was like, all right, well, now you got to get rid of Russ because you can't yep. just get rid of Paul George. And then they got exactly. rid of Russ. And I was like, all right, that's fine. There's a game plan here. You, exactly. have, to, you have all the money. And now Josh Giddy is doing his thing on TikTok and everything looks great. That's my boy right there. I love Josh Giddy. That's I my love boy. He's hilarious. I hate his TikToks, but I love Josh Giddy. Uh remember, um, remember they traded uh Bledsoe for holiday. Um, how did y'all think that? I think they're very similar though. I think they're very similar, and I think the only difference yeah, was no, I don't think so. I don't think they're well, kind of. I, 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 I think, think now I think now they're very similar. Back then, no. I don't think they were. No, 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 no. Well. It's similar in terms of what they offer, sure, to an extent, but I right. I believe Drew Holiday is light years by far oh, for sure. a way better version of Eric Bledsoe. No, definitely. But what I'm saying is like they now – what Bledsoe didn't understand was his role. Bledsoe mm -hmm. didn't want to be – Bledsoe thought of himself as the number two. I truly do believe that on the yes. bus. 
um, where True Holiday was like, fuck it, I'll do whatever. Like, I'm cool with it. P.J. Tucker was like, I'll stand around and play defense for 45 minutes. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. that's that's how it was. And Brooke Lopez was even like, I don't care. I'll do whatever. Bobby Portis was like, you need me to punch somebody in the face? I'll punch somebody in the face. I don't care. And, and that's just who Bobby is. But with 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 um, Bledsoe, it was more like, I want to be productive. And now Bledsoe is at a point where it's like, all right, fine. I'll facilitate. I'll do whatever you want me to do. It is what it is. And that's where I was, like, excited to see, like, you're trying to take that new role of like a Derrick Rose, of a true holiday, of someone like that. And we never really got to see it. So I I, I thought I think it was short-lived. You know, if we're getting rid of anybody, James Harden or Eric Bledsoe, I'd be more upset about losing Eric Bledsoe just because of how that works. Um, but yeah, I mean it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so the next trade, um Cleveland, they got Karis Levert and a 2022 second round pick from Miami. And they gave up Ricky Rubio a 2022 first round pick that's lottery protected, a 2022 second round pick from Houston, which let's be honest, that's basically another lottery protected pick and a 2027 second round pick from Utah, which based on how things are going in three years, they might have to blow it up. So maybe in 2027, this could potentially be a great, uh, a great pick. Uh, Karis LeVert has this year and then one more year after this before he's an unrestricted free agent. So, Mike, let's just go out with the million-dollar question. How bad did Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers get fleeced? Like, how bad did they just get played? Cleveland? Yeah. Cleveland didn't get fleeced? I think they got fleeced. Not, not at all. Um, my, right now, like, let's be real. Ricky, Ricky was doing great. Ricky was doing things. Uh, but Ricky tore his shit. Ricky's older, and Ricky just tore his ACL. Um, so you weren't doing nothing with Ricky. Now, here's the thing. Here's where I look at it uh, from my perspective. Colin Sexton, Colin Sexton is also a torn ACL. It's probably out the door. No, his, uh, that's. Not, I thought his was a meniscus. It's bad. It's bad. It's your knee. He tore that shit fully. But I thought it was his ACL, um, if I'm not mistaken. But I correct me if I'm wrong, probably. But it, it's something to where I look at it right now, and, and I understand that you know, with with Colin Sexton, he's probably out the door. He's undersized. He just tore some shit in his knee, in his right knee. Um, and and I have to understand from that situation that Karis Levert might be the lesser of two evils. It might be actually more productive and a lot cheaper than what Colin is going to be asking for. Colin's not going to be asking for cheap money. He's not going to be like, oh, team-friendly deal. Colin's young. Colin right. is relatively young, and he can go wherever he wants to go. Yeah, this is what this is what his fourth year. Yeah, so he he's a free agent at the end of the year. So right, which is why they were trying to trade him. Right, which is why I understand, though, at the end of the day, to why, okay, well, we're not going to give you Colin for 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 Karis LeVert, but we'll give you Ricky. We don't care about Ricky. Now, if they get something for Colin on top of that, let's see what happens. You flip Colin Sexton and Laurie Marketing for another big guy, or you do something along those lines, let's, let's do – or even Kevin Love, whatever you got to do, let's figure it out. Now, what I would have loved to see was them felice them twice for Sabonis. If you can get Kevin Love and Colin Sexton and a couple firsts for Sabonis, oh, my God, fleeced, fleeced. But I, I think at the end of the day, though, for what Cleveland's trying to do, um, it, it speaks volumes to how serious they are right now and of trying to contend. They have some Jared Allen pride. I don't know if you saw it. 
22 boards, 29 points in 29 minutes. I've been screaming forever that this kid is legit. And I, I, I when when, you know, you know when Brooklyn got rid of him, it's the Afro that makes him look weird. Because it's, it's people think he belongs in the '90s or the '60s. Yeah, like, and I'm like, I'm like, but and, and again, but low key, he low key kind of plays like it though. He's yeah. very physical. Very. He don't, he'll take a he'll take a hit easy every day and, of the week. And that's that's the James Harden effect though. They got rid of him because of James Harden, and that's where you have to look no, at it. They the got rid, they got rid of him before him. Mm-mm. No. It was they really for James Harden? Three-team trade. Come on, James. You were dumbass. But, no, nah, I mean, it wasn't James's fault. But oh, to make yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was a three-team trade, and he had to go to the Because they had to make the money work. So they, it yes, was yes, Dinwiddie, yes, yes, Dinwiddie was in the conversation, and they were like, nah, we'd rather keep uh, yes. you to keep Dinwiddie. And, and I was like, whatever. But now it's looking like, you know, you got Jarrett, you got Darius Garland, who I love. Um, and, and you could potentially have Karis Levert for a couple more years and, and figure out what you're doing with even Laurie Marketing. I will never talk proudly about Laurie Marketing, but in this role, he's doing his thing. Um, you have a relatively really young team, and I'm excited about that. Now, where this fucks up to me, Pride, is when you think about it, this destroys your value for Miles Turner. It destroys your value for Sabonis. Um, and, and it makes people realize, oh, we don't even have to offer them a first. We just need to offer mm-hmm. them players. So it's like, yep. to me, it's like, damn, like Karis was one of those guys. I was like, you got to get something good for Karis. At least package yes. it with Miles Turner and get a first out of it so you can get those first for Sabonis. The rumors going around right now is that the Suns are looking at Sabonis. I don't know if yes. you heard about that. Um, yep. So if they can even fleece them. You know what yeah, because I mean? they're, they're, looking, they're looking at it and supposedly the trade is almost finalized. They're just ironing out the fine details right. you know what but, i think it is this is just my perspective um i haven't heard anything but i think the Suns don't want to give up cam johnson no and if i that's that's the problem that's right. the problem if i were indiana i don't do it unless i get cam you johnson. get cam johnson that, and that's that's basically you the come problem. out with cameron Payne, dude bad look bad yeah. look and and that's and that's basically the problem is right. it's cam Johnson. he's basically the linchpin the Suns are like Look, we're not getting rid of this kid, and the the Pacers are like, we're not doing this trade without that kid. So right. now the Suns are trying to see if they could figure something else out. Right. But they might do Michaela, I mean, look, or they I, might do something else. But yeah, so I, honestly, I, I wouldn't I, do it without Cam. Uh, you know, I, I think eventually the Suns are going to cave and give up Cam down. I think so too. I, I think do. I think eventually they're going to ch- they're going to because they have no choice. You know what I mean? Like because let's be fair, they're they're, they're they're kind of in this win now mode. They are, but it's like they're winning now. Like they don't need the Sabonis. Yeah, and, and 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 that. But I don't think I don't think the Suns fully understand that. You know what I mean? Because think about it. They had they they had basically this is what virtually almost the same team. I think Sabonis fucks it up, and not because of him. But I just think there's too many people in that kitchen. And, now, and Cam that needs to touch that spoon. Cam Cam understands his role. You look at look at Jordan Poole and Gary Payton, how they've just declined with Clay Thompson being back. And that was our biggest fear. Nobody was saying that Clay was going to come back and be ass. But it comes down to it. It's to that, you know, those guys not getting the minutes that they once got, it's fucking everything up. I don't think it's fucking things up too bad. Not too because bad. They're accepting it. Because they're right. accepting it. But it's it's noticeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, it is it is noticeable. It is noticeable, but I just think that's an adjustment. Because remember, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Jordan Poole has ever played with, with Clay. No. You know what I mean? Like, 
And Jordan Poole just had all this stuff. So I just think it's just like, you know, just no, right. But that's what I mean. Like with Sabonis though, it's not like you can ease your way into that. Sabonis is going to come in and demand 40 minutes a game. Like that's, that's what it's going to be. He's not coming off the bench. He's not easing his way back in. He's, Hey, I'm the number two or number three option. And and that's just, Right. So it's like, okay, well, and, that, and that's not what they need because they're, right. they're one, two, and three is Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Eaton. And it right. all depends because there's sometimes Chris Paul is going nuts. There's times right. that it's the Devin Booker show. And then there's games where DeAndre Eaton is like, hold on, let me make a case that I'm a top setter in this league. Right. So they all kind of just rotated around, you know? Right. So I, I think that's going to make, I think that's going to make Aiden a lot more passive having, yes. having Sabonis there. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope they don't do it. I hope not. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it, it, it will be, it'd be cool on paper. It's a two K move. It's a two K move. Yeah, it, it is hundred percent. It is. It is. Right. Um, but um, just let know. So it was his meniscus. So uh, Con Sexton. It was. Yeah, it was his meniscus. Um, it's still bad. That's still bad. Yeah, it's, it's still bad. So especially when you're undersized as it is, it's it's kind of like yeah. Bad. So, but but here's here's what I think Indiana. Won this mm. by far. This is why I believe it. So first and foremost, they're rebuilding. Right. This trade told me we're rebuilding. Now, what did you get though? They they they, they got two. They got um a a first round pick, and a, a, an upcoming draft that protected. is lottery protected. Now, if I'm not mistaken, somebody educate me, but I'm pretty sure lottery protected means it's going to be a top pick. Right, but that means if it's if it's protected, that means Cleveland gets it. No. Yeah. No, they get it. No, like Cleveland has it protected. Like when the no. Bulls, so the Bulls but made Indiana, a move. No, but but Indiana received. Let me let me let me let me. I'm, like it. here's how I view it: when when the Bulls got Vooch, we had a protected top ten or top five pick. It was top five protected. So we if it landed to be top five. Then it would have belonged to the Bulls. It landed at eight, so Orlando got to keep the pick. That's where it's like it, it, it could fuck them over if Cleveland in the second half, you know, explodes. I could be wrong, but that's that's how it went with the Bulls in Orlando. I'm trying, I'm trying to see if there's anything that like specifies it because every time I see it. It yeah, just so un- unprotected. I just my rundown of it. Unprotected means no matter where it is, no matter where we land, that is your pick. It's yours. But protected means, hey, if it's a lottery pick, it comes back to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay, that's so that's basically how it goes. All right. So I'm so the way I'm so I just read something. It says it's it's protected. So what that means is let's say if Cleveland gets the lottery pick this year, right, they keep the pick. Then it goes to Indiana. Mm-mm. If Cleveland, no, I'm just saying how I'm re- how how this is oh, resp- okay. how this is saying it. If it's not a lottery pick, Cleveland keeps that trade, and then this gets bounced to next year. And then if they get a lottery pick next year, then it goes to the Pacers. And then if it doesn't, if it's not, it bounces back a third year. And then on that third year, whatever pick Cleveland gets, it goes to Indiana. Whatever right. pick they get. Right. I have not. Fuck it. It's fucking nuts. But it was nothing to where I look at it and go, you know, Cleveland's going to be in a position to where that's going to be a good pick. That is not going to be a good pick whatsoever. 
Um, and you got Ricky Rubio out of it. If they would have got Colin, I, I, but, but here's the thing, but they don't they they didn't they don't want to keep uh, uh Ricky Rubio. But that's my thing is like, wouldn't you rather just want Colin? No. Why? Colin because that's an, that's an ex- I'm gonna tell you what, that's an expiring deal. Right, but right? Ricky's an expiring deal. Right, but here's the thing. You're, they, they don't want Ricky Rubio. So when that expires, they can just let him walk, and it is what it is. If you go get Colin Sexton, you need to kind of crush your fingers and hope and pray that he wants to resign with you. Right. And with him not playing, there's nothing you can go off. There's no way you can say, hey, look, you vibed well with, you know, with Miles Turner. Let's say we kept him. You vibed well with him. You and Malcolm Brogdon kind of look nice again. Right. They, they don't really have anything like that. So that's why I don't mind them getting – um but that's why I don't mind them getting. The, I just uh, don't. I just don't think it was enough to me personally. Like what they got, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I you could have got him. more for you. Got to get more for him. You could have got more for him. No. For for just Karis Levert though. Just Karis Levert. But that was my thing. Was like if if you packaged them with Miles or or with Malcolm or with Sabonis, I think you could have got more. But you individually got Ricky Rubio and and, a, and a cross your fingers that Cleveland collapses. It's but like, then, but then again, okay, but but then the, they got a 2022 second round pick from Houston, right? Which, Which might again, might be Houston's solid. yeah, that's gonna be a solid pick. And then with all these, they might end up trading it. They might be wheeling and dealing it out. You know what I mean? Get somebody young. And again, look, me personally. I don't think Kyrie Silver. I think Kyrie Silver. He finishes this year. I think he finishes next year. That I think he bounces. I don't think he stays right. in Cleveland. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I, I like what Indiana got for it. I like what they got for it. For sure, for sure. I think it was. I think it was decent. I just think they could have done a lot more. If 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 like you said, if they had coupled it, yeah. yeah. But the mere fact that they're doing it for Kyrie Silver. I, yeah. I, honestly, I don't. I, I I like it. Yeah, I'm not I'm hating gonna, it. I'm just like, mm. no. But they could have done more. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, next topic, real quick, Mike. I want to give you a few minutes because you are a Chicago Bulls fan. They're second in the East right now, only half game back from the number one seed. I've been hearing a lot of people getting mad at Chicago, saying that you know they're lucky they got out of uh, the first round. You know, they're just they're just lucky. Yeah, all this stuff. So here's the question for you. Is this just a lucky year, or are the Chicago Bulls truly legitimately building something? Talk to me in six to eight weeks. That's huh? truly how I, talk to me in six to eight weeks. Because mm. that's what DeMar said last night. I've heard mm. six to eight weeks down my throat the entire year. Um, you know, whether it be going through COVID, going through everything we went through. Um, hell, the huge house over here even went through it. Like, everybody in Chicago is getting that muck. Um, not me, though. But, but you know, I don't know. Even COVID didn't want me, bro. But it is what it is. Um, it, it's something, though, to where Lonzo Ball, one of the best floor generals in the league right now, uh, who had an amazing three-point shot, one of our best defenders, is out for six to eight weeks. Alex Caruso, one of the best backups in the league, one of the best defenders in the league. I don't care what anybody says. One of the best defenders in the league. Um, without a doubt, six to eight weeks. We have Patrick Williams out another one to two months, You know, 20, 20 years old, one of our prime, premier defenders, great kid. They call him the Paw. They call him the Paw. He's baby Kawhi. Yep, Patrick uh, Patrick Williams. That's that's who he is. Derek Jones Jr. out six to eight weeks. Don't sit here and act like we weren't dogs and we weren't feared because we yeah. were. That was just the reality of the situation. 
in six to eight weeks, we are going to probably be the sixth seed. We are probably going to be the fifth seed. Who knows? But when we are fully healthy, you match me up with anybody in the East. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Not one really? so other. It's crazy. It's crazy though, Pride. To just to finish it off, real talkative when we're down, real talkative when we're hurt. But when we were up, no one had anything to fucking say. And I I was about to say that same thing. When Chicago was was balling, and let's be fair, it's not like you guys have been like struggling for like ever. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Lions have been out for four weeks. We're still in second. Yeah, bro, we and, just and, left first the other day. Exactly. Yeah. It just happened. You know, and, and that's kind of how I, like it's kind of funny because if you really look at it, you know what I mean? Like when you guys are winning, nobody wants to talk about Chicago. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, just you wait, right? You right. guys go on a, on, a, on a respectable win streak, right? Right. Ten games and then, and then Yeah, and, and here's the thing with that. After everything you guys have gone through. Let's be honest. Any other team who goes through that mm. is probably in the play-in. Let's just, let we need to be honest yeah. with that. Any other team that 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 goes through any type of adversity, they're struggling. You don't believe me? Go see the fall from grace, like we were talking about in the first topic. Go see the fall from the uh, fall from grace from Brooklyn. Right. Brooklyn went from the number one to what the number seven seed. Right. And, and you you think about it, the Bulls beat Brooklyn twice, twice in a row, back to back. And then Brooklyn finally beats Chicago after three times playing them. And then it's, oh, yeah, Brooklyn had their number. We all knew this. Brooklyn was better than Chicago the whole time. That's two out of three, bro. Yeah. I don't get it. I, and I Zach Levine it. didn't play that game. So I was like, okay. like now It was a horrible loss regardless, but we had guys out. So it was like Alex Russo was out. A bunch of guys were out. And let's not talk about – let's not forget about my boy Ayo Dusumu, Kobe White, all these guys who are hooping. Vooch is playing phenomenal. Vooch had one game he didn't, but if he had one more rebound, he would have 10 consecutive games of a double-double. Vooch is hooping out of his mind. And if Vooch was playing like this at the beginning of the year, he's an all-star again. But he had, no a, slow start. He, he, he had a slow start, and, and it is what it is. I was very hard and very critical on Vooch because I was like, what the fuck? But um, he, he's coming into his own again. DeMar is here. Zach's getting healthy. Um, you know, I, I'm, I could give a fuck where we place, bro. I could give a fuck about the noise. Cause I know if they are fully healthy with Billy Donovan coaching them at the end of the year, I'm fucking excited about it and, and be aware of the trade deadline because, you know, we're, we're rumored to have our hands in Boston. We have our hands in, in San Antonio right now. We have our hands in a lot of places. If we come out with a miles Turner, be, be afraid. And, and, and the one I've been preaching now, you might give me some flock for this pride. Uh, I love Patrick Williams, but I'll take Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson for Patrick Williams right now. We're gonna have to have a conversation about that one day. That's a conversation. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it because that's a big, and Obi knows his role, so I'm perfectly fine with it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, all, I'm just gonna say this. Um, I think I think the Chicago Bulls, they're 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 respectable. They're building something. And if they don't win this year, they'll they'll they're still a legitimate. Like, threat next what year. were we at the beginning of the year, bro? Not even a playoff team. Like, yeah, like that that blew my mind. And I'll be honest, I, I listen, and I've said this before. I did not think Demar the Demar Rosen acquisition. I didn't think it was going to put you guys over the top, right? But I did think it would put you guys in the playoffs, and right. I thought it would put you guys in the playoffs where you meet the Knicks in the first round. And I can't remember who I had because we did. I did this on an earlier show. 
I think I might have had the Knicks in seven. You did. I, I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the Knicks in seven, um, which, you know, not bad. I can't remember. I, um, it was they were the fourth and fifth seed. I it can't remember honestly I, though, bro. Like no one, no one saw that about the Knicks happening. Everyone thought they were gonna bounce back. Like it, it right. I, everyone thought they were gonna bounce back, and and Chicago has been tearing it up and and being right. phenomenal. So I think the Knicks could still do it. I think in the second half of the season, who knows what might happen with Derrick Rose coming back and a bunch of other yeah. individuals. Depends what happens with Julius Randle. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it definitely does at the end of the day. Like I'm not gonna put anybody out there. The same way we had a great first half, we could have a shitty second. Um, right. So I, I think that speaks volumes to everything everybody's doing right now. The Hawks are the 10th seed right now um, mm-hmm. after getting bodied by Luka Magic. Um, but it's something yep. to wear triple-double. But, you know, it's just it, it just comes down to it. Like, Coach says it all the time, Victor Bennett, my brother. Um, no one gives a shit. I love that when Victor says that about the first half of the season. Even Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook might have an MVP season in the second half of the year. Nobody knows. Because there's always that one team, there's always that one guy that goes out there and after having a horrible first half, just looks amazing. That's just how it is. That's how the league's always been. Um, you know, teams come out of the woodwork. Teams that are great go back into the woodwork. Who knows? So I'm really excited about it. Um, but to anybody, you know, talking that talk, just remember, six to eight weeks. And that's all mm. I got to say. Mm. I love it. But speaking of the Knicks. Nice glass, Brian. I see you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. But speaking of the Knicks, man, I think that New York pressure is finally caving on Julius Randle. Mm-mm. I think it's finally getting to him. I think it's finally getting to him bad. He heard his name in some trade reports and he called it gossip. He said he didn't, you know, doesn't believe it. Um, there's been some reports uh, that him and Tom Thibodeau have been kind of button heads. Did you hear um, recently the, huh? the Cam Reddish one? What you do you didn't mean? hear that came out today? You didn't hear? Oh, about he it? said that he didn't want Cam Reddish. Like, yeah. Whose man's is this? Tom Thibodeau needs to, needs to sit down. That's my man. Tom Thibodeau's your man? That was my man. We got. Yeah, right I was about to say yeah, it was. You better you better stop claiming him. I get it. He was in Chicago for a bit. You better stop claiming him. You better stop claiming him. But um, but he's been kind of looking very suspicious, you know. Yeah. He's starting to have more and more and more temper problems where he – I think it was a laptop that he he kind of uh, – Sounds familiar. That he kind of slapped out of somebody's hand. Sounds well, familiar. no, no, because you're going to say you're going to try to compare to Tom. Sounds familiar. The Tom? Yeah. Nah. Damn. The difference is Tom had it in his hand and he threw it. Right. Randall slapped the screen out of homeboy's hand. Yeah. And then started chatting to him. Um, it was let me find his name here. I literally just saw his name. Ah, so an assistant coach says video coordinator, uh Scott King. Right. Um, in a game I against I think it was a uh, uh against the Lakers, the one that that they just lost. Um during a timeout. King uh, came up to Randall in the huddle, which if 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 people don't watch the games and they don't look at the sidelines, it's basically what happens in the NFL, right? Where in the NFL, they kind of sit down, they show the tablet, see what they did wrong. He tried to do the same thing to Julius Randall. And Julius Randall got mad because he was playing like dog shit. Yeah. And slapped it out of his hand. Right. 
So with all this happening, him starting to look, you know, being trending down and all this stuff, tensions is mounting. I'm going to ask you this. Has his stint with the Knicks been a flop? No, I wouldn't say the entire stint. Um, you know, when, when you really look at it, though, it's just Randall's career, I think, has been a flop. Um, on and off. You know, he's flipping, he's flopping, he's doing his thing. But when, when you look at his stats and, and you look at, you know, who he was, now some of it, um, you know, games played. He played one game in 2014. So I'm not going to hold you to averaging 14 points in one game. Um, but when you look at the rest, in 2015 on, he played 81 games, 74, 82, 74, so on and so forth. You know, he averaged 11 points, 13 points, 16, 21, 19, 24, and 18. He's just that, – that's just who Randall is. He has high years and he has low years. Um, and the low years aren't that low. You know what I mean? It's, it's 13 to 15 points is respected. Uh, 15 to 18 is respected. So it, it's something to where, you know, he's just not always that dog. Um, and I feel like sometimes it's, it's great for him and sometimes it's not. And, and I think you're coming into that point now right now is, is where it was a very high ceiling last year. And there were the MVP chance, and that's 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 a part of being New York. You know what I mean? Like the same thing with LA. You know, you expect the MP, MVP chance, you expect all that shit that comes with it, um, that unfairness that comes with it. Because there are some players where it's like that's not it's like Lonzo Ball to me. It, it, right. He loves in Chicago because we understand what he is. Uh, but back when he was in LA, it was you need to be the next Messiah, you need to be the next Magic Johnson, you need to be this. And it's that unfair narrative of yes, he did have a dark horse MVP season last year. Uh, especially with what he did with the Knicks, but he wasn't anything out of the ordinary than what he had usually been, which is just an on and off yearly, uh, you know, consistent player. And and sometimes he's consistently a 14 to 17 point player. And sometimes he's 20 plus points. And I think Julius has remained consistent throughout his years um, on the year. You know what I mean? But right. as of recent, I don't see him playing that bad. I just think he's not living up to that. Okay, now we need you to average 30 points. And that's just not who Julius is. He's basically playing like he how he's most comfortable, right? Because he's a role yeah. player. Let's just be fair. He's what a role player. Now, I, I had expectations of him. I'm not going to lie. Um, after what he did last year, I thought, you know what? Maybe I think they could build something. You give him a little bit more help around. So that way, and, you know. And Pride, really quick before you go, go would you say it's the same way they thought of D'Lo with the Nets? That's not who D'Lo was. But when D'Lo took them to the playoffs, everyone was like, D'Angelo Russell's that guy. Yeah, the They're going to build around D'Angelo. He's yep. the future of the Nets. He's the future of Brooklyn. And just didn't pan out. Then they traded his ass. Yep. And now look at him in Minnesota is the same thing. Yep. And 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 that's really how it is. Look, um, people need to – they need to be consistent with this, right? So let me just, you know um, – I want, I want to play a game with you, right? I'm going to read off some stats, and I want you to tell me who you would pick, right? Like, I'm, mm, I'm going to read I off some like stats Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I just want you to know. So I hate this game. I've played this before. I fucking pick. Yeah. So, I mean, player one. Kevin Love one time. I was like, <laughs> so, player one, 18.4 points per game. And, by the way, these these are the exacts of, of, of until today. Um, 43% from the floor. Um, 30% from three. Uh, where is it? Sixty-six percent from the free throw line, right? Is that Russ? So that's that's one. And here's that's, player number two. That's Russ. Eighteen point seven points per game. Forty-one percent from the field. Thirty point six percent from three. And seventy-five percent from the free throw line. Who's better, player B, player A or player B? 
I think free throws help you win games. Um, Is that what? Free throws to me are a big thing, uh, mm-hmm. at least in my eyes. So I think if I was looking at that, you know, everything else is pretty much similar uh, outside of the free throw. So I'd go with player two. You just – in you already know. You picked Julius Randle over Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know so, what I did. And the reason I'm saying we need consistency, the same people who are killing Julius Randle are defending Russell Westbrook. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where – I'm like with Russ is where – this isn't going to turn into a whole I love Russ speech, but it's like Russ to me is the same guy he's always been. I don't know why we're acting like he isn't. Um, and, and that's where, like, I have a problem with it is like, oh, well, Russ is taking a step back. Like, yeah, the turnovers are legitimate, but, like, everything else, well, I don't, that's but, Russ. I know it is. No, don't get it twisted. I'm not – my thing is – Like, what did you – you know what I mean, though? Like, what did but, you But here's the thing, like, because you're saying this is Russ, and my thing is, like, I agree with you. I'm right. not mad that it's not working, of course. My problem is the people who can't spell basketball going and saying poor Russ when Russ is playing horrible. You right. know what I mean? And that's, that's where I'm like, I understand it, but I, I, I scream poor Russ for different reasons. I scream poor Russ because when the entire bench, you know, contributes 10 total points and you lose by 30 and it's poor Russ because he only had 15, that's where I'm like, bro, like, like, that's not on Russ. You have no bench. Now, when Russ has five points in a game and you went one for 19, dude, like, what the fuck? You that's know what, what I'm mean? saying. And that's all I'm saying. Like, Russ, Russ doesn't want to take any type. But, again, we'll have. I promise you we're going to have the conversation another time. I oh, yeah, it's fine. But my thing is, is, like, I just, like, I just, like, this is this is who they are. And we know that. Right. And, and here's the thing. Like, like if you're going to kill Russ for those numbers, we have to kill Julius Randle, too. Right. Because, like you said, the numbers are stupidly similar. The only eye-popping number that's different is the free throws. That's really it. You know what I right. mean? Like, Julius Randle this year, he's averaging, was it, 10 boards? Russ is averaging about eight. Right. In terms of assists, Julius Randle, 5.1. And Russ, 7.7, right? So, a little more assists. Uh, for Russ, a little more uh, rebound. Right, and it's a different position, so it's like that right, yeah. So, but overall, through the positionless stats, like points, um, field goal percentage, like those positionless stats, they look extremely similar. Right. So it's like if I'm if I'm the Knicks, I trade Julius Randle so fast. The kid, the 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 kid's head spins so fast, his fucking dreads fall off, bro. Right. I'm trading this guy. So fast. I love his son. Because what, son's cool. Bro, because you said what? His son's like, yo, let me get a pick, Ja. And Ja's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, but but and, and, and here's why. And here's why I say they need to trade him and they need to trade him now. Think about it. Where they're criticizing you a little bit and you're turning into a crybaby. Right. You're messing up on the court and the assistant coach has video coordinator. Whose job it is to show you the tablet and say this is this is what what this is what happened on that play. For you to slap it out of his head. If he handed it to you and you looked at it, he threw it on the floor, that's one thing. Fine. For you to slap it out of his hands because he's doing his job. You're a baby. And, and let's say he did that, and then two minutes later went up to him and said, Look, man, my bad. My temper got the best of me. I'm going to try to control it. That's on me. That's one thing. 
when they said, oh, yeah, it's been handled. Notice how they didn't say he was going to have an apology. Right. So it's like all this stuff is going on. And it's like at some point we need to sit here and we need to say, Randall, get it together. Right. I don't think so. I think you just straight up do like just like you said. Um, I'll throw Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson, not Mitchell Robinson, uh, Obi Toppin and, um, right, help me out, Julius Randle. Julius Randle and Obi. Is that my friend? Yeah. Hey. Hi, Mike. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm good. I miss you. I, I miss you, Pride, too. right? I, I hate real. He said nah, he's been in the group chat like saying to start shit. He's been saying fuck Pride just to start shit at the group chat. Oh, All poor time. you. Poor you. God, yeah, on Fridays, he's called Free Pride now. Yeah, oh, so. all the time. Free Pride till it's backwards, bro. Pride. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, though, I, I would trade uh, I would trade them for Sabonis right now. Obi Toppin and uh, Julius Randle for Sabonis. I, I think that's the best way you can go about it. Um, I'm not mad at that, though. I'm not, look, you just need to get Julius Randle out of there because at, it seems like he, he's wearing out his welcome there. Right. And it's almost as if he doesn't want him. He himself doesn't want to be. Now, again, I'm not going to do any of the pseudo psychic BS, but this is kind of how it looks like. Like, it's almost as if now Julius Randle is like, look, bro, I'm, I am I, I don't, I just signed, I just signed my extension. I know, baby girl. I know I suck. You just woke up. I know. Okay, but just roll off the bed. I'm not getting you. Pride, you get her. All right, come here. Come here. Jesus Christ. She she guilted me into it. And never mind. She put her head down. But um, you just got to get Julius Randle out of there because it's just, I don't know. To me, it just seems like he doesn't want to be there anymore. The Knicks really don't want him anymore. But they just gave him a contract, so they kind of feel almost kind of stuck. And by the time that the trade rumors started swirling, like you said, we're, 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 we're kind of too close to the trade deadline for them to get what they wanted. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, like, if I'm not mistaken, they were supposed to get, um, what was it? Uh, I, for Sacramento, it was supposed to be, uh, De'Aaron Fox. And I, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot for De'Aaron Fox. It would have been De'Aaron Fox, somebody else, a couple picks, and it would have been like, um, Randall. And I think, I think they probably would have included Obi Toppin. Like, they were going to include somebody else, but, the Knicks were going to get a steal, and, like, now they're not. And it's, like, at some point, I understand you want to protect Julius Randle. I get it. But there's also a we'll point you've got to understand. He's not a rookie no more. Right. He's 27. Yeah. Like, you, you, your, your like, window your window of opportunity, especially with Zach Levine, when we first got Zach, I was like, Zach's a dunker. I need to see what Zach turns into. Zach immediately was like, fuck this. I'm on a tear. Ever since he turned 25. He's 28 now, I think. Yep. Julius, to me, hasn't even sniffed what Zach Levine's been doing. Nope. Or, or what other guys that are around the same age have been doing. Um, you know, sure, you had your MVP season, according to Nick fans, but it was 21 points. Let's fucking relax. But Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, his um, last year, which was his, you know, uh, it was uh, 2024, which, again, respectable. 45% right. from the field, 41 mm -hmm. from three, which, again, Nice, uh, 10 rebounds, uh, six assists, which again was nice. I, I, I remember I was arguing with somebody and they were like, Oh, yeah, he's MVP. I was like, If he's MVP at this point, we just need to burn the award and just give it to right. nobody. Like the last time I remember a player averaging, I think, 25 or less was Derrick Rose, I think, 
And yep. that was just because they were the number one seed and what he was That's doing. Right. And that, that is the only reason why, because they were that number one seed. If they, right. were, if they were the number two seed, it would have went to LeBron. Now, the Knicks, if I, were they, weren't they playing? I forget what they were. But, last um, year? They, they, they were, they, yeah, last year. They, no, they, they were fourth. Yeah, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they weren't even top three. You know what I mean? So, I no, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah they, they were, they were fourth. Yep. Right. So, Oops. I'm like, it, it, you got to hold them. Like, yeah, that's great. But, you know, you also look at, you know, okay, well, you know, the, the Nets were figuring their thing out. Miami had so many injuries. The Bucks were doing them. The Bulls sucked. You know, so many other teams sucked. The East wasn't what it was at all, you know, what it is now. Um, and you're starting to see that. And he's starting to feel that by the amount of competition that he's going up night in and night out. The East is pretty stacked. If you're not playing the Pistons or the Orlando Magic, you're playing a pretty fucking solid team in the East. Even the even the Pacers, you know, with Karis Levert, Miles Turner, Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon, they're a solid team. They'll make you work for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. They'll make you work. Yeah, like, and, and I think that's just what it is now from 1 to 10, even 1 to 12, arguably, the East is just fucking – they're fucking stacked. And I think Julius is just tired because he's not – he's just not that guy for that workload. But, again, probably – in the second half of the season, like we talked about earlier, I'll keep that same energy. He could have a phenomenal season. Yeah, but but here, here's here's my rebuttal on that. I don't like it when people use that as a cop-out. Because, again, we need to also stop pretending that, like, that's every guy in the league. We need no, to right. stop doing that. And that's too, what, I'm you know like, what I mean? Like, let me just see it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I'll hear you out. Like, maybe it was a slow start. Like, Russ, every single year is a slow start. Except the MVP season. Every single year was a slow start. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I've never seen it be this bad, but because of history's past, I will give you that opportunity. Now, if we go into mid-March, even April, and you still look like that, you got to call it for what it is, bro. Like, there is no recovery. There is no second half. There is no, hey, I found it. Like, this is a problem. You know what I mean? But for Julius Randle to be like, yeah, dude, I'm throwing tablets and shit, it's just like, come on, bro, like, be better. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it really is be better. It really is. I, again, I don't understand who told him that. Oh yeah, be so bad. For, I don't know who told him that. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, whoever told him that, you're an idiot. I'll do disrespect, of course. But I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. And again, I thought maybe they could build off of it. But the more I started seeing it, the more I was like, all right, the, you, Julius Ritter, I get it. You know, you, you want to try to prove it. But at this point, you're proving more that you can't handle it. Right. That's kind of what you're doing now. And it's like at some point, you need to look in the mirror and say, you know what? It is what it is. Let's just move on and, 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 and you know, split ways amicably. But it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. And they 110%, Mike, they, they, they got to trade him for the betterment of both parties, for the Knicks and for, the, for, for Julius Randle. Because let's be honest, bro. Him slapping tablets around and, and getting in the face of a guy when he's like, come on, bro. Right. Like, you're, like understand like also, something. This is something we got to be keeping in mind. I get Tom Tomito didn't want him. But Randall, if you get traded, Cam Reddish is that, that's an open. That's an open thing. The Knicks organization understands, bro. If we get rid of him, we got an option in Cam Reddish. I don't care right. if Tom Tomito don't like him. We do. And that's that's, that's why where I'm like, for you can package Kemba and Julius and Obi and you and picks, and you could throw it at Zion. Don't think they won't. Because if I'm New Orleans, I take that package in a minute, in a heartbeat. 
Kemba Julius, 27. Obi Toppin's 22. Kemba's a veteran. They don't have a point guard right now. Thomas Sadaraski's their point guard. Like, I'll take it. You know, Zion's not even hooping. And they might be able to make a run going into the second half with Brandon Ingram running the charge and Valanchunas. Right. So you might be able to do something there. And on top of that, having the picks and it being the Knicks, those picks could be relatively solid. So you really yeah. have to look at it and understand, you know, that I think both parties would do it. I think so too. I I I I think I think the well I don't think they'll do it, but I think the Pelicans will at the bare minimum have heavily consider it. I right. think they'll look at it and actually have a have a legitimate in-depth conversation and be like, look, we may not want to do this, but this might be the best thing we have. So right. do we want to risk passing this up for a guy in Zion who's probably gonna leave anyway? Well, we can get some guys who yeah, at least they're gonna have for a couple more years, maybe. Right. So, but regardless, bro, it's just it's just hilarious, bro. It's just funny because it's horrible, bro. Uh, only in New York, bro. Only follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Uh, not only uh, if you guys have anything you guys wanted to talk about, please feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. We go live. We do all types of stuff. And obviously, if you don't have a on Facebook, catch us on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Pay attention to the YouTube channel because we're going to start uh, doing some other stuff. Eventually, I'll let y'all know about it when it's almost done. Until then, be patient. Visit our website, www.privatetakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Prideful Takes Podcast. If you have an iPhone, just say, hey, Siri, play the Prideful Takes Podcast, and that bitch will take care of it. And as always, this episode is uh, sponsored by FatCo.com. For all your organic skincare needs, go to FatCo.com, use discount code PRIDEFULTAKES, and get 15% off. Mike, my guy, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. And I miss you. I miss you too, Pride. I miss you a lot, man. You're doing great things over here, bro. Come back anytime. I always tell you that. Um, you're like my brother, man. So I'm not allowed back. Not allowed back? That's great. I've been pushing for it. I've been pushing for it. I actually said it in the chat the other week. Or no, the other day. I was like, it was like 2 a.m. I was being toxic. I was bored on my phone. I was like, should I text my ex? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> so I just texted the chat. I wrote, I miss pride. But no one said anything. And everyone was just like talking about Russ. And I was like. Nah, they don't They don't, They don't. don't like me, but it's I fine. Like, I was like, no one hears me, but it's okay. <laughs> no one hears me? <laughs> no one hears me. Oh, man. On behalf of Mike, it's your boy Pride. We'll be back here on Wednesday. And by the way, other Mike, hope everything went well with your child, bro. Let me know how it went. But until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. My name is Cassie, and I'm the founder of FatCo, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At FatCo, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient-dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. I knew where that was going. That was a great read. Lillard from the logo battle. Quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's down. To Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.